G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, Greg Bondar joins us from Family Voice Australia. He's State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Delighted to be here as usual. A bit of a focus in on New South Wales, and we'll touch on things going on in the ACT as well. But uh, revisiting the Education Legislation Amendment Bill 2020, uh, protecting parental rights. Uh, This parental rights bill, uh, give us your thoughts about what's coming with that. It's coming around again. Yeah, it is, Neil. Uh, You'll remember last year, (coughs) Mark Latham had the inquiry, tabled the bill. Uh, There was an inquiry, which I appeared uh, before, actually, and uh, made a presentation to to the committee to give the view from a parental perspective that, quite frankly, you know, the teaching of morals and values and Christian ethics, for want of a better phrase in in this particular instance, should be coming from the home, Neil. But what the schools are doing at the moment, and I'm very, very upset about it, having become a grandparent, as you know, just recently, the schools are now teaching kids, you know, uh, gender fluidity, sexual diversity, anti-Australian sentiment, anti-male rhetoric, Marxist ideology, and now they want to start teaching sexual consent. Neil, that type of discussion belongs in the family. So Mark's going to reintroduce the bill for further debate, and I'm delighted with this because I'm actually meeting up with Mark Rayson next week, Neil. And no doubt in every state and territory around the nation, there'll be those who are very interested in what the outcome of that might be and representing that bill. So the directives in this bill, they're, uh, I guess, from a Christian perspective, they're entirely reasonable. Uh, Teaching in schools must be non-ideological. Parents can withdraw their children from teaching that's inconsistent with their core values. These are the sorts of things we'll often say have a wonderful Christian foundation to them. Absolutely, and this is what's happening. And this is not just New South Wales. This will be a national thing. I've been following this um, particular uh, issue from the United States, Neil, and I'm finding out that schools are now not telling the parents that their children want to talk about gender issues. In other words, they're trying to withhold information from the parents uh, because of whatever they've heard in the playground or from their teacher. So this is a real issue. And and, and I had an interesting article come across my desk, you know, Neil, that said, and this is from an actual gay teacher who's now converted to Christianity, and he said that he believes now that the LGBTIQA ideology will be the downfall of education as we know it today, uh, based on you know the Western civilization um, philosophy, philosophy. So it's a real issue for us. Doesn't matter what state you're in, and um, we want to really make sure that this bill this time gets a proper proper hearing by 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 all people in New South Wales and Australia. Now. 
Some other elements in the bill that's being presented, uh, the thought that schools should reveal on their website uh, what they're teaching, and schools can't Mm. withhold gender-related information from parents about their child. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable that parents are kept in the dark, Greg. Absolutely. I made this, this same submission to the committee last year. I made it very clearly to them that, look, as parents, we are the number one go-to people, mother and father, in terms of educating the child on morals, on ethics, on, on values. It's not the school. Now, what the school is trying to do is that they don't want to pass on information about the child's performance or questioning uh, of, of these issues in, in, in the class. So we are being prevented as, as parents from actually looking after the welfare, whether it's spiritual or, or otherwise, uh, because of the school's philosophy. So it has to change. So Mark Latham's principle here is let the parents be their guide in terms of morals, values and so on, Neil. And of course, Mark Latham is in the upper house in New South Wales. Any thoughts from you, Greg, on, uh, you know, there's two sides of a parliament uh, in the lower house of how people feel about this. Uh, they're MPs. They're representing their communities. Uh, what are the MPs thinking? Is there a sort of a balance here? Is it likely to go down to a very uh, fine uh, win or loss? Any thoughts here on, on how people yeah. in the New South Wales parliament are feeling about this? Look, I think there is a lot of feeling, in particular, the Legislative Council, the committee itself, uh, confirmed in 2021 that there was strong community support for such a bill. Not only that, the the Education Minister in New South Wales, the Honourable Sarah Mitchell, said, and, and I love this, instilling values and encouraging positions on social and political issues is not the job of schools. It is the job of parents. So there is support there from a from a political point point of view, but in particular, we as parents, as grandparents, need to actually put pen to paper, Neil, and I mean literally pen to paper, and write to the Minister for Education and and let her know that this bill needs to go ahead. And and if you're in another state, write to your own education minister because we can't let woke ideology, you know, LBGTIQA ideology, take over the values of our children in schools now. So if you're in New South Wales, more specifically on this issue, write to your local member and to the minister uh, that's uh, in charge of these sorts of parental right issues. And uh, as you say, Greg, in other states, uh, get ready because this stuff is Mm. happening all over Australia and uh, there needs to be some sort of movement in all of the states and territories around Australia. Hey, let's stay with New South Wales for a few moments because uh, the euthanasia fight is not over yet in New South Wales, the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill 2021. Uh, what's the latest on that? Yeah, Neil, it, as you know, uh, inquiries have been held. Again, I appeared before this committee on behalf of Family Voice. We made the point that life is, to me, a decision that needs to be made on a biblical worldview perspective. It cannot be made by two doctors just saying, yeah, look, uh, let's sign the paper and we'll, we'll, we'll administer voluntary assistance dying to this particular person. The issue, Neil, here is that whilst there's division amongst Christians on this issue, we have to allow the, we have to allow people to take palliative care 
instead of opting for things like, you know, voluntary assisted dying, there is ample evidence to say that the level of palliative care has not only improved, but the technology has improved, and thereby giving extended, comfortable lifestyle to people who are in bed or, 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 you know, in hospital, but they still get time to spend, you know, with their grandchildren, with their children and whatever. So, look, we are very strongly opposed to this bill. And, and there is a currently, Neil, I must tell you, the Legislative Council, Council has an, a petition called an e-petition, which I'm encouraging everybody to fill in if you're in New South Wales. Now, Greg, oftentimes, you know, there's a call to sign an e-petition and, uh, you know, I wonder whether you can give us some detail yeah. as to what people are signing up for. Is there is there some simple wording that uh, you'll be expecting and even listeners today who might be uh, compelled to go to this particular site and sign an e-petition? What are they signing up to? Yeah, no, don't forget the e-petition is a new thing for New South Wales, but Essentially, for anyone in New South Wales, and I encourage anybody else from other states to go and have a look as well, the petition says, to the President and members of the Legislative Council, the petitioners of New South Wales state that they are completely opposed to the passage of the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill 2021 in any form which provides for a state-sanctioned, funded assisted suicide and or euthanasia. A cornerstone of our legal system is that all human life has an inherent value and must be treated with dignity and respect. The petitioners request that the House unanimously oppose the bill in any form and reject it. So that's wonderful wording that I, you know, anyone should be able to sign and uh, support because we've got to stop these bills happening, Neil. It's just, I'm, I'm amazed that all we want to do is kill people i'm of the view let's give life a chance absolutely hey let's turn some attention to the australian capital territory and uh, there's been some discussion on this program various other commentators greg around decriminalization of drugs it's on the agenda in victoria and it seems to be that uh, act is leading the charge on decriminalization of drugs Uh, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the act Oh, no, sorry, pardon me. Look, this is unbelievable, Neil. You know, I remember years ago, as you said, this has been a topic been around for years, and I remember when I was the federal director for the Christian Democratic Party, you know, there was an issue of whether we should make marijuana legally available to people who are sick or otherwise. Neil, as soon as we allow drugs to become part and parcel of society, legally, I mean, we are asking for trouble. In, in, In the ACT at the moment, there's been a bill put up by a Labor backbencher to decriminalise small amounts of drugs in the ACT. Now, he's admitted that it's a danger to, the, to individuals in the community, but he still wants to do it. And guess what? The jail term, there would be no jail term, there'd be a simple fine of $100. Now, if that's not encouraging drug use among children, families, then what is? So this is a real issue in the Australian Capital Territory and we've got to make sure that even the police minister there now was saying that this is going to create organised crime uh, because th- they know that this will be a state where they can sell drugs freely. And the thought of a two-gram limit, uh, this has been part of our discussions in previous conversations too. Uh, it might sound like a small amount, but that's not really a small amount, two grams. No, it's not, Leo. Look, 
I'm going to put my hands up here now. I have to tell you, when I was at university, a young student of 18 or 19, whatever I was, I was encouraged to try marijuana now. And I'm going to put up my hand and say, yes, I tried it. But it never did anything for me. So I went back to what I knew best, and that was <laughs> to, to make sure that I kept reading my Bible. Um, the, the, the thing I'm trying to make here is that if you want to get a high, if you want to make sure that you're in a, in, 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 in a spiritual sort of wonderland, just pick up your Bible. You'll get no better high than reading the word of our Lord now. There's a certain sense, isn't there, that you, when you're struggling with this in your own thinking, eventually you have to settle one side or another. But uh, mm. there'll be the side that settles and says any illicit drugs like this ruin lives and injure entire communities, and somehow or other taking responsibility for that is where you might uh, be tempted to, uh, to to ignore one and just land on a side uh, which is a little bit conservative here and say no to drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've got research reports coming out of my years that will tell you any person under the influence of drugs, doesn't matter how small, will be acting in an irrational manner. And it's the same with alcohol. You know that yourself, Neil, that you've read these reports, you've seen them. It does the same sort of thing. You act irrationally. Now, when you do that as a father, as a grandfather, or even as a mother, you know, how are you going to behave in front of your children? How are you going to behave at the workplace? How are you going to behave socially? Neil, why do we have to promote the use of drugs that are, are only aimed at making money for the, for the crime syndicate? Whereas what we should be trying to do is to say to people, look for an alternative way to get your mind around uh, the issue you might be facing. So, Neil, drugs are just no good. They're not. I don't care how small they are. I've seen them happen on people that I've known, and it's a ruined lives. They've ended in divorce. And even, dare I say, some have attempted suicide. So, Neil, it's a no-go for me. We've got to stop it. And again, please put pen to paper and write to your local MP, to the minister and make your voice heard now. And again, while we're talking about the ACT and decriminalisation of drugs there, and you're saying, Greg, write to your Legislative Assembly members today, uh, but this is on the agenda, uh, certainly in Victoria and uh, even potentially on a federal agenda on the Labor Party side. So there is a sense here in which uh, this is a time preempt. Uh, what's coming, uh, write a letter, take some action today. Uh, Greg, uh, what sort of things have you got coming up? Uh, you have some webinars regularly. What's the next one? Yeah, very good. As you know, last time we had John Anderson, he was excellent, uh, Neil, and really spoke about Western civilization and the importance for family faith and freedom. Now, as you know, we've got the election coming up. My view is it'll be announced just after Easter, perhaps before, but just after. And once it's announced, people are going to have to decide how they vote. So we've got a a webinar next Tuesday night on the 22nd, how in God's name should I vote? Now, we're not going to tell you how to vote, but we'll certainly say to you, here are the issues. Uh, you decide from a biblical conscience and make your vote known. So we've got Senator Deborah O'Neill, ALP, Bob Catter from the Australian, uh, Catter's Australia Party, Senator Pauline Hanson from One Nation, and George Christensen, of course, from the uh, Liberal National Party in Queensland. So it'll be a great uh, webinar. Uh, come and hear what they've got to say, because I think, Neil, that the minor parties 
and independence will decide the fate of government at the next election. Okay, well, let me point listeners to familyvoice.org.au. That's the website for Family Voice Australia and uh, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT, Greg Bondar. Thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Delighted. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.